We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Light Years Podcast, we are back. Super Bowl Sunday, Andy Lou, Sam Bendiari. Good morning, yeah. huh? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm ready, getting ready to go over to Sheed's house, the Warriors World headquarters, uh, where he's decked out in Patriots gear. Um, we're recording this we're recording this pregame, so we're just going to assume the Patriots won. Um, but yeah, so there'll be no Super Bowl reactions on this pod. Big, that, big Boston guy, Sam. Not, Sam. not that this is the pod anyone comes to for... Um, for, for football takes, although maybe maybe Boston takes. Maybe <laughs> Boston takes. Uh, so, but, uh, we're, so we're recording this at 12.30. Me and Sam were tweeting about Katie at 12 o'clock. Katie's liking tweets that we were saying that he can just leave the Warriors at, you know, five minutes before we started recording. So, so it works have, out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're following the Clutch Sports playbook. We're creating a narrative. Um, and now we have to bring on our own uh, insider uh, from Count the Dings, uh, Dave Dufour. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well. I I love that you you call me an insider. I'm an outsider, <laughs> if anything. I don't know. I just had to I had to tie it in because I, yeah. Did you guys notice this? Like it it was it was so bizarre to me. I was watching the Celtics Knicks on Friday, and you know, I mean, that's kind of going to be a boring game because the Knicks roster sucks and. They just had Woj on half the screen talking about <laughs> trades and free agency, and I'm like, this reminds me of like watching like Bravo shows with like with my girl, and like you know how they like have that like guy come in and like analyze stuff in the middle of it. Like it's reached like full like reality. the red carpet. Yeah, it's and like you get the full guy reality TV levels. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, like the NBA <laughs> prints money with all this drama. They they love that they're a 12 month league. Like they they're not mad. That, the whole thing where they find Anthony Davis, you know, for asking for a trade directly. Come on. I mean, 50K, right? Like, they were making that per minute with all the media coverage. Like, it was free marketing. Were they? And I don't know, man. It, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to me. It is. Um, Woj's making how many? Like, I don't know. I don't like to yeah, count what, on people's money, it, but yeah. he's getting paid a lot to do what he does. <laughs> he's, not, well, you know, he's not making intern money, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> you know what's what's uh what's the best part is it's not like Woj like he knows a lot more than what he says, right? Obviously. And the good thing about all of this is that he just gets to say and open up a little bit more stuff he already knew. Like he probably already knew that that Anthony Davis wanted to leave, that you know, Porzingis was everyone, on the trade block like weeks it. ago. <laughs> right. So it's like well, but but it's I mean it's the difference between the guy with you know three million followers on ESPN talking about it, right? And right. so like that type of drama is you know that that's good for that's good for TV. That's why LeBron went to LA. You know he just everything is about him. Nothing is about basketball. 
right? Everything is just stuff that's off the court. Like, dude, what are we? Coach, what are we doing here? Coach Normandale is just any of this. Just you know, <laughs> rolling over in his grave. This isn't what Naismith wanted. I'm I'm upset. Um, Jordan would never do this. Kobe would never do this. They cared about the game, not the fame. There we go. Let's get that was an under that tweet had me dying for I was literally just I don't even know what I was doing, but Wait. I saw that I couldn't stop laughing. Who did that? I'm just, I'm I'm just giving my old 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 guy get off my lawn takes. Oh, I was like, hang on, someone actually tweeted that? That's amazing. Well Sam did. We were talking about LeBron as we are half the time, and he goes he posted two pictures and one was Steph. Working on um, a jump shot in practice. Oh yeah. And one, one was LeBron. Game. And then the other was a picture of LeBron on the front of Hollywood Insider and for love of the fame. Hilarious. So kinda, um, anyway, we, we yeah. don't need to vi- or verbally explain our tweets. That's not yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say on the AD thing, I kind of think it's a little underrated. Probably half the owners in the league are furious about this because of because of the leverage play he, that Rich Paul's trying to make. Like if you're an owner – uh, or, you know, basically, I don't know, 26 other teams. Like, there's maybe four markets that are cool with this, right? right. This this can't be a precedent you want to set, right? No, not at all. Mm. Hey, you know, can we just talk about Clutch for just, like, two seconds? 40 minutes. And their track record. Their track record. Outside of LeBron, who have they actually, like, done a good job representing? Well, so so here's where I, I think the AD thing is is huge because this is like his first big fish client. Um, that's not LeBron. Everyone, no one's going to give him credit for LeBron because of the personal relationship. Right. But like AD is like, I mean, he's top five, eight player in the league, right? Like, but he of, was that when he signed with them. He was, but like this is the first time they're quote unquote representing. A superstar. If you if you don't if you put the LeBron stuff with like qualifiers, right. if right? LeBron doesn't count, like I don't know um, who else have they represented. KCP. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess he should have took the eighty mil from Detroit. Yep. But we'll see. Ben We'll see if he makes that back. Ben Simmons hasn't even gone to free agency, so right. he's going to nothing... sign a qualifying offer. Oh, <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah. This Whoa. is. I'm on this. I'm on this train. Insiders, see Sam. Insiders was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no, I have no but, inside information on that. This is just my assumption. I do. Um, That's I, crazy. I, I do think at some point someone big name will do that. Someone who has so many endorsement deals that they can exactly make it up on a on a one year hit. Um, but I don't know. So not Porzingis. Who is supposedly going to do it? There's no fucking way. I think that the he's Porzingis take the thing is. I think that's that's posturing to not yeah. get lowballed because like. Come on, this is the absolute worst time to go to free agency. Miss a full year with a knee tear when you're seven foot three, and you're exactly. seven foot. Yeah, he's always injured. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, what, Dave? You were making a point on clutch. So let's kind of. Well, wh- this, wh- where were you going with that? This is my thing, right? Like, who have they advised and and done a good job of? Like, the, their track record is just non-existent, almost. I mean, KCP is the only case in point, and it hasn't been good. It's been. I mean, aside from, I guess, the two paydays with the Lakers, but we all knew that was related to LeBron. So at some point, LeBron's not going to be LeBron or he's not going to be in the league. And then how are you going to strong arm teams? Um, They're trying to, me and Sam have been talking about this all week and we're annoyed because they're trying to strong arm right now and it's not working because they don't have all the leverage. You you need the leverage of saying, hey, like, we don't care. We know you're going to do this. And then you can strong arm them. The Pelicans don't necessarily have to do anything in the next seven days. So what was the point of kind of doing that yeah, other are, than – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, aren't they just making it harder for the Pel- – like how can D- Demps and uh, Benson do this and not look weak, you know? Well, and that's – this is – I was having this conversation privately, but now now I guess I'll throw it out there into the, to the ether. Like if you – like – if you push a guy far enough, right, he's just going to try to screw you over. Yeah. Well, Anthony Davis is under contract for another year after this one. LeBron James would be 36 years old yeah, before yeah. Anthony Davis could sign yeah. as a free agent. Um, LeBron's window for a championship is probably over anyway, uh, just because you know the Warriors exist and you know all this stuff. 
Uh, and then there's the whole cat well, thing a, where it's really hard. It depends. You're to, saying his window is over in terms of being the like undisputed alpha, right? On right, 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 right. Yeah, and I mean he's not going to carry this Lakers roster to probably not to the Western Conference Championship. Although I, I you know, never count him out, um, but definitely not past the the Warriors. So um, he needs another guy probably too. And so you know what's to keep Del Dems from going? You know what? No, nah, I'm not doing it. And then you maybe flip Anthony Davis at next year's deadline for a much smaller package, oh, yeah. but for somebody who wants him for the playoff run, you know? Um, I just, I, I, you know, I, I just think that if I were clutch and I was operating in a relationship business, which this is, um, my unsolicited advice is to maybe act like you care about the relationships just a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like, um, I didn't realize clutch represents Marcus Morris who's having his best year ever with the Celtics. Oh, yeah, and he's going to get paid, by the way. Yeah, but, like... And he should. What are you doing just, like, leaking stuff about a franchise you have to do business with? A franchise that, quite frankly, has a lot of connections. Like, you can you can dislike the way Ainge does business. There's a handful of teams he's very close with and, like, mm-hmm. that it respect... Like, Myers... So this is where I think Myers is probably the best GM in the NBA outside of like, I don't know, maybe some tenured guys whose track record are just so long. Does anyone dislike Bob Myers? You know, <laughs> I don't like think so. you have Does to anyone con- have a strong opinion about Bob Myers? See, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, he just he, he kind of treats people with a certain level of respect and lays low. It doesn't like right. um, he, he doesn't make himself the story like he, he likes that people think he does nothing, you know? Well, he should night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's not out there dancing. Wasn't, in your wasn't, videos. wasn't really thinking you were going to go with that analogy. But we'll, yeah, we'll that was it. like whoa, whoa. I paused night without second. without putting you on the balcony. Does that right? make um, Does that make Steph or KD Tupac? Oh man! And, does, and which one then becomes uh, Doctor Dre? Yeah. Well, I mean, this I is, think this isn't really a topic for Andy, but or any. Sam knew where I was going. I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just fascinated because not that I do any, you know, big business things, but it's interesting that when you work in a business like this with other owners, other people who have a lot of power, good or bad, that this is the route that you choose to take um, when you know that you're going to be working with them for the next decade or whatever it is. Right. right? I mean, if I'm a GM of a, another team with, you know, no, just unrelated to this, I'm thinking pretty long and hard about if I need to pursue any clutch clients because of this, right? Like this is, I mean, this is a circus. Yes and no. Okay. Okay. Because LeBron is a special case. You're not getting the circus. Like Ben Simmons just isn't going to be good enough to warrant the circus. But this isn't about LeBron. This is about Anthony Davis. I mean, it's about serving LeBron's interest. It's about LeBron. (laughs) Like, that's the thing about it is. Okay. Like, yes, it is about Anthony Davis, the player, but it's about LeBron James' world. I yeah, see, right. I see, you're you're saying if like LeBron wasn't on the Lakers in need of another star, right? Um, right. Maybe Rich Paul's demands would have been more like we want to go to four or five good contenders, exactly, instead of really one. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. Um. Let, so and, let's, and remember, like this. So people people talked about uh, KD going to Golden State as like ruining the league. I mean. I, first of all, I have no problem with any of this. I think it's funny. Like it actually <laughs> is really, really funny. I don't. I wouldn't be able to do business this way. Uh, more power to LeBron if he feels like it, it's not going to hurt them down the line. That's great. Um, I. But remember, LeBron teamed up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in 2010, and that was the first super team. And then that didn't really work out the way they expected it to. And then when he went back to Cleveland. Remember, they were the favorites to win a title. Oh, no, the league is ruined. And then the Warriors happened and ruined the league by uh, being good, the the like Brooklyn Nets way, where they had to build up with draft picks and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of, a lot of hand-wringing and uh, pearl-clutching over this, but 
if you're doing anything besides making jokes about it, I, I think you're taking it a little too seriously. <laughs> you know, the uh, the funniest part is I'm pretty sure Anthony Davis is going to end up playing with LeBron in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like almost 99% it's a done deal. certain. Yeah. I mean, because mostly because if he's going to go to Boston, like, okay, so his dad came out and said this stuff about Boston. So Boston's going to trade for Anthony Paul Davis. Took his dad's cell phone and typed it out. <laughs> right, right. So they're going to trade for Anthony Davis now. There's this idea that they're going to bring Anthony Davis in, and he's going to get booed relentlessly in Boston until he does something, you know, amazing or whatever. Um, I don't think, I, nah, don't think I don't think they'd boo him if they traded for him. Um, well, I don't think Boston should trade for him. Well, that, this is the hard part. Now that this is where all the um, all the balls are in the air, and like they can't like there's no guarantee Kyrie comes back, um, and now it's. It's kind of known he's he's similar to to KD in the sense of I don't want to say wandering eye and a little like but he you know he's he's certainly not all in the way that I I guess like you know Harden is with the Rockets for example. Um, right. Well, Kyrie Irving is a star, man. Oh, he is, and I think it's hard to be a star with Brad Stevens as your coach in Boston. But Brad Stevens is a star of that team. Like, I don't I don't I don't know about that. I think the bigger issue is. He sees if they From stars, a media stars want to play. Right. Stars want to play with other stars. Sure, no one else on Boston's a star. Tatum might be in three years. You Marcus know? Smart is a star to me, but he, you know. he's how many threes has he made today? By the way, I'm just kind of watching. I don't know. He's, he's, he's having his like dream on 2016 year from behind yeah. the line. This is you ridiculous. know what? All right, uh, if we can take it aside, I always knew Marcus Smart would shoot. Like, I thought he was going to shoot better than this earlier. He has struggled with ankle injuries so much in his career that it really has affected. You know how uh, Derrick Rose, this is the first summer he's been healthy since, like, 2010, right? And all of a sudden, he's shooting a lot better. Marcus Martin actually had a, a similar thing. Only his shot wasn't broken like Derrick Rose's was. Yeah, I don't so, know. I'm not surprised he's shooting well. Now, will it be sustainable? We'll see. Yeah, let's let's go thirty minutes on Marcus Smart. Chuck. Wait, let's go. Yeah. Wait, okay, wait, wait. We're, we're we're on Boston, but let, let's let's give it the Warriors because um, we we gotta talk Warriors because it is the Light Years podcast. Um, let's talk about this because what if so everything is about KD and Kyrie to New York um, with KD right now being moody again. Uh, all, that's kind of all he's been moody for the last week or so ever since you know all stuff has been going on in media. Um, what if KD doesn't I mean sorry what if Kyrie doesn't go to New York right like what if he says I am gonna stay in Boston then all of a sudden Porzingis is gone you still have Kevin Knox who doesn't, doesn't even look that good anyway but he's young um you'll have a top uh you have a top pick but what happened then like does KD just kind of join that team by himself is that maybe kind of what he's annoyed about you know further maybe he's like you know why is Kyrie kind of bringing this up now I gotta deal with this shit seems like Kyrie kind of likes it KD more is kind of annoyed by it so, like, where does it all fit in? I, I think KD would go to New York by himself. I think KD on the Knicks, I think that's a 50-win team, right? Like, I think just and by see, himself I, um, in the East. That I'm not as confident about. Like, yeah, that, no, I don't, that, I, that's I think, big, yeah. I, I think there are other players he would go there with other than Kyrie. Like, he clearly want, likes Kyrie. We all know that. He will say it. Um, and that's probably his preferred, like, running mate. Um, but... Uh, I have a hard time seeing him go there by himself. Maybe he will. It just, which, um, I mean, LeBron which, just did that with the Lakers. Maybe he yeah. he does kind of like to copy LeBron moves. So. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> at least LeBron has a couple young guys that are like solid role players, right? New York just doesn't have anything. What's interesting to me too is um, if KD, you know, doesn't like playing with the Warriors anymore. I think he he did for the first two years. I think he really enjoyed it. Maybe he doesn't as much now. Um, he's not shooting as much, so maybe some of that is on Steph. Who knows? But you, you, that's not going to get any better. On, if you're some playing. of that's you on think, Boogie, too. You don't think KD is looking at what James Harden's doing and saying, well, hold up. If he wants to play with Kyrie, he's not. He's essentially back in the same place. He's not going to be the main ball handler. He's not going to be able to shoot like 30 times that he wants, right? So what? the thing is, it always comes back to what does he actually want? He doesn't know. We don't know, right? Then he's never happy. But... If he's unhappy playing with the Warriors right now, how does that change when he's in New York is my thing, unless none of that matters to him. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> also, I mean, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it. Just, I mean, listen, if, if, if you're telling me that, that he's taking a backseat in Golden State, which I don't think he is at all, 
Uh, and he's taking a back seat just because he's playing with a better player. That's it. And Kyrie's not better than Love Kevin that. Durant. Love that. Well, here's a, here's the other part that no one ever mentions with the Warriors because, and this is this is kind of where I think his blog boy statement came out because everyone obsesses over the numbers. Um, the Warriors have a lot of offensive players, and so they're no one has a bad game where they go like six for twenty five, right? Because right. if you're not feeling it, the ball will just move somewhere else. Like exactly. Steph, like when Steph has a bad game, it's like it's like what happened last night in L.A. where he just mm-hmm. stopped shooting the ball and like I don't know what how many shots did he end the game with twelve something like twelve that. something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like it, whereas like if it was the pre KD Warriors pre KD and Boogie, he's gonna get twenty shots because you Correct. know just shoot yeah. your way out of it. So. Um, I do think KD has been kind of ornery about that. He's like, I'm, you know, in year one, he took like 16 and a half or 17 shots a game. You know, he did a lot of stuff off ball. It's probably the most he tried to play within the system. Yeah. Um, and he just saw no one like gave him credit for that. They're like, Oh, all you care about is like me putting up the numbers and I can do that. If that's, if that's, what's going to get me the love I can, you know, like you said, he sees what Harden's doing and he knows he's better than Harden. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're right. You're right. That's a great point. And, and it all goes back to the same thing with him, which is kind of like um, I think he I don't I don't necessarily think he is, you know, brand driven as much as like he wants people to recognize him as the best player in the game or in at least like sure as LeBron's in that conversation. Equal. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's I, a I think there is a brand. I think there's a brand motivation. Um, but what's funny is, like, I don't think KD is a selfish player. Like, no, I don't think not. at he's... all. Like, and so it's not like, um, you know, it, I hate to bring up Kobe whenever. We, but it's not a Kobe situation where it's like he needs everything to go through him. I mean, like, you watch Oh, but play. see, I would argue Kobe was actually less selfish in the sense of, like, he tried to run the system. The issue with Kobe is you could bait him into breaking off the system. You know, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, right. you know what I mean? He's like and Russell that, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it is it's that same concept where it's like he, he would do a lot of stuff off ball until it got to a point where either he was annoyed with his teammates or um, someone went at him in a way, and then he'd just be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm coming at you, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's inherently different than, like, box score um box score checking like man i you know i need to get my 36 and 6 or whatever <laughs> you know what you know what i find intriguing too what if what if durant had just signed like a four-year extension um before the season started right and it wouldn't, he'd be this wouldn't be an issue no, none of this shit would matter right like we're just, I, it, a lot of it is just we read into it rightfully so because it's like dude he's he's a free agent and it's, it's just something that's hanging over everyone's head and it seems like it's hanging over his head more than like Steph. More There's than also like the assumption that he's leaving, right? I mean, it, it, it's um, we've gotten to this point where, like with LeBron last year, we all just assumed, all right, he's leaving, and we all knew he was going to LA, right? Yeah. I think that this is a similar situation, but it's just weird because he's going to win the title. <laughs> it's not like LeBron where it was like, well, Cleveland clearly is not going to beat the Warriors anytime soon. And the team disintegrated over time. Yeah. Right. right. And it's also, you know, there's, you know, the bad like trading Kyrie and, you know, all this stuff. Right. I mean, <laughs> the Warriors have taken care, care of Kevin Durant. The Warriors put more effort into making sure Kevin Durant's happy than anyone on the roster. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Andy, our st- your your the the KD liking thing is now on Bleacher Report. So <laughs> yeah, uh, aggregated. Anyway, let's um, so aggregating let, his likes. Let's talk. By the about- way, the Warriors have won twelve of thirteen. Let's let's make right. that clear. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I I thought they were going to lose that game last night, and it's funny because you know the other day Steph said, "Why don't we just uh, run off you know the rest of the season." And then they they lost. Uh, what was who? When did they lose? Was that Thursday? The Sixers yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, listen, I, I would love to think that they would actually say, you know what, screw it, let's do this, let's just win every game the rest of the season, go 16-0 and in the playoffs. I think that would be incredible. But I watched these dudes play whole, like, 10-minute stretches where they clearly <laughs> just don't care. And they were going to lose that game last night until Boogie dunked on Kuzma. 
Boogie yeah. dunks on Kuzma, and all of a sudden he gets everybody fired up. And they were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how uh, with the Warriors, I think uh, Miles Brown uh, tweeted it. He says, Warriors games are five minutes. You just never know when they will start. And that's kind of what it was. That's a great just, tweet. It, it, I mean, it was literally that tweet just woke them up or that dunk woke, the, woke them up. And if we take it a step farther, finding out LeBron's not going to play an hour before tip is just the recipe for them to come out flat and unmotivated. And that's exactly, exactly what happened. And Boogie, it, it was a weird crowd last night, by the way, too. It was just quiet. And then um, uh, a lot of Lakers fans there. Eh, not that many. Um, but what I was going to say, that, that boogie dunk just woke the whole place up, and then all of a sudden, you know. And, and I mean, they really only need five minutes to beat that um, heavily undermanned Laker team, you know. So yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I do want to actually get back to the KD uh, Andy yeah. Twitter thing. We didn't preface this. I'm not sure everyone listening has seen it. Maybe they have by the time this comes out. But Andy – tweeted everyone knows you're leaving just play hoop man and then a couple uh you know um josh eberly asked you know will you guys even be mad and sheed warriors world says more annoyed than mad for the unnecessary theatrics this season and someone else finally chimes in yes you're echoing what all warrior fans feel which is essentially the sentiment that you know, stay or go, like, just concentrate on the game. Like, why are we doing all this free agency stuff when they're two-time defending champions and favorites to win their third? This, right. this, this free agency stuff is meant for, like, guys on teams that are, quote-unquote, not good enough, right? Would, would you guys uh, – let me and, ask you And let me, let me just finish oh, the yeah, story. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Katie liked all the tweets, so it's, it's <laughs> evident he saw them is the point. Within, like, 15 minutes, by the way. This is not something that somebody added them on. This is – right. The, the guy is just – that that's who he is, but yeah, Dave, go ahead. Well, so if KD came out and said, "I'm leaving," let's just enjoy it. Wouldn't that be better? That'd be. Like, I mean, it's not going to be awesome because no, nobody wants KD to leave. But well, right? Yeah, but it would be better. Like, just emotional. Screw it. Like, <laughs> let's just do it. Like, just come out and say, "I'm leaving," and it's fine. You like, you can have an amicable split. Like, nobody hates that Javale McGee is gone. They give him a, a freaking ovation last night. You get what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, it's just not that big of a deal. Well, and it's yeah. I mean, it's he's not colluding with Russia. I thought. I thought. <laughs> don't keep it a secret. <laughs> I don't know. We could Whoa. we could draw a pretty direct parallel between Clutch and and Russia. But, <laughs> Love uh, it. Love but it. We don't need to go there. Um, what I was gonna say is he. Um, I thought Marcus said this earlier in the year um, in when he got in that, you know, trouble for saying he thinks KD is leaving. Um, he basically said, like, who who gets this wandering eye and needs this free agent spectacle when they're already on the best team? You know, usually people only leave teams in these situations if it's about money. Right. Anthony Davis leaving a terrible situation. I can sympathize. I understand. Kyrie, right. Kyrie, wondering if Bo- if he if Boston's the place to be because you know Hayward's. I mean, it sucks, but he's just not right. that good, right? And, right. and he doesn't know Al if the Horford young guys slipping. are. Al Horford's about to be thirty three, so Kyrie's this next deal signs his. It's his prime. It's twenty seven. It's age twenty seven to like thirty one. For a guy who's playing like a top ten player. Yeah, exactly. So, which by the way, also playing defense like one. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking awesome. And 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 the point stands. This is. You know, he if if he signs to the wrong situation, he may have missed his chance to win a title or another title, um, and just given his prime away to a team he's dragging to the second round. Yeah. Um. So so that's the whole thing. You know, you get that. You you get all of it. You get Kawhi. Kawhi has a similar situation in Toronto. Are they good enough? Is this what he wants? You know, KD's got like unless Steph or someone shows significant drop off where you have to start questioning is you know is this the end of the run and does he want to stay there's no hoops reason to be going through this the show yeah even they could have Draymond slip tomorrow and be not even a top 20 30 player anymore and all they need is is clay steph and katie and they're winning the championship the next three years like it's not like, like it's almost too easy, and and that's where the the need for more credit comes to. I thought you made a great point earlier about saying just kind of how we 
say how Steph is unselfish when, you know, he's sacrificing shots, etc., right? With Cousins coming back, I think a lot of you were saying, hey, like that might affect Steph. It looks like that it's actually affected KD. So that kind of makes sense because it seems like those post-ups, right, those uh, post-ups and then split cuts and then where Cousins make the pass that KD used to do, that's all Cousins now. And you've kind of just got KD standing in the corner just clapping the clapping his hands and just saying, hey, yo, give me the ball. And he's kind of right. Yeah. Like, he, he's kind of right. I also think right now Kerr is getting uh, – he, he catches grief for the rotations. And, I mean, I've hammered him on it for a, for a while. But right now, like, I think he needs a pass. He's trying to figure this out. He's trying to keep people happy, which is why you're seeing some of this funky rotational stuff he's doing. Because he doesn't want to lose KD. You know what I mean? Like – Mentally, he doesn't want. I mean, he knows he doesn't have to worry about Steph. Basically, he can screw around with Steph's minutes, and Steph is going to be a team player. Right. Now, how long is he going to do that? I, you know, I don't. I don't think Steph is, you know, going to come out next week and be like, "Hey, fuck Steve Kerr. I'm not doing this shit anymore." You know, trade me. It's not going to happen from Steph Curry, and he knows that. So, I think that that's what we see with some of these rotations, where he's like, "All right, I want to get boogie touches because I want to make him feel like he's part of the team." Got to find a way to get those for KD, because he is the one sacrificing. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would I would go a step further. They're all sacrificing. Steph knows he's sacrificing. We we all know Steph sacrificing. Clay, um, I mean, he's sacrificing the chance to average twenty eight on a five hundred team. So I guess that's yeah. a sacrifice. Wait, <laughs> look, Steph Curry leads the league in points per shot. One point three five points every time he takes a shot. That's look at that stat. That's good. <laughs> That's good. You should have, now, you should have started. I, I didn't. I didn't that. really. Um, I'd really KD, didn't see you going there. KD's at one point two five, and James Harden's at one point two four. Right. So, like, I can make an argument that only KD and and Steph should shoot. Right. Like the best offense in the league is is Steph Curry shooting the ball. 60 times. That's the best offense in the And that really is the art. This is where um, I kind of thought, I wouldn't say problems with Boogie, but Boogie makes it more complicated um, because he's another player who wants the ball in his hands. And end of the day, every possession that doesn't end with a Steph or KD shot is not the Warriors' best possession. You know? I mean, maybe – or a clay catch and shoot. That's also now there's there's certainly like the psychological part, right? Like Boogie needs to get touches because you need Boogie to defend. This is why Draymond, I think, is so special because Draymond doesn't care if he shoots the ball. No, but Draymond does like to handle the ball. (laughs) He does like to handle the ball, and he can get Rondo-y at times. He hasn't in a while, though, and that's why he's been playing great because of it. Yeah. Um, I would, but what I what what I'm saying is, when they fall out of sync, it's in that it's in that sense of their, you know, the ball's not getting where it needs to get, as opposed to, you know, someone's chucking. Yeah, or maybe they're kind of aligned, but it's kind of like you know, it's it's just going to look different than when stars play bad on the teams that don't start five all stars. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's. I was just thinking of this too because KD's best type of offense for him when he drops, you know, thirty ten ten, which he easily can. It's it's not that James Harden is the only player in the NBA that can do that. Um, KD can do that in his sleep, but that requires you know, a pick and roll, and it kind of requires Steph and Clay to kind of stand around on the perimeter, and that's just not the best version of the Warriors offense. The best version of the Warriors offense is kind of guys running around and, and moving and playing fast, and that's not KD's kind of forte, and that didn't matter, I think, because guys were willing to kind of sacrifice that a couple years ago, but I think now, and when you say disease are more, that's kind of where, like, the Warriors are comfortable playing the way that they've had for years, and it works. They blow teams out by 20 when Steph is on. And KD's done it his way, and it works no matter what he does because he's that good. But I think now KD is just kind of fed up. And honestly, Steph probably is kind of fed up too, and he's just chucking. Like, I don't see him kind of looking to pass to KD more like the way he has. I think he's just saying, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do what I've always done um, and just shoot it as much as I can, as much as I want. Because who cares? And you, I think part of that is is what's kind of changed on this team. Have you guys discussed the like uh, salary cap ramifications if KD leaves and how basically they can't replace him? Rudy Gay mid level exception. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. it's gonna be it's gonna be something like that. I, and, I, I'm I'm very convinced they're gonna get Rudy Gay because I don't know if you guys have noticed this. He's been rumored 
pretty much since Lacob has like every year there's a Rudy Gate of the Warriors rumor and Steph really likes the guy for whatever reason and it just it feels just <laughs> By the so way, warriory. Rudy oh, Gay Rudy Gay's pretty good, man. Yeah, the see the, the Spurs rehabbed him and they yeah. the Warriors <laughs> like to think they're the Spurs, but they don't quite develop guys like the Spurs. Right. So it's yeah, better to, it's better like to let would them be... stay in San Antonio for a couple of years and then come. <laughs> yeah, he'd be pretty good, uh, I think, um, as like a low-budget KD. But I, I wonder if they would wind up trying to keep Boogie somehow. Um, that'd be interesting. I guess, it, you know, this is kind of a I tryout. Actually, oh, we actually, talked about it last pod, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the Boogie thing. Um, everyone's kind of like, okay, that dunk was awesome. And he's yeah. done some really good things. But if you watch him play... He cannot finish inside at all right now, and he has yeah, no, he's getting, he's he has no lift. no lift, and yeah. it's kind of exactly. What he didn't expect. have a ton in the first place. Exactly, right. I'm starting to wonder if he even has a free agent market because he's struggling to finish on side. Sorry, inside with Steph, Clay, and Katie on the floor with him. How's that going to look on a normal team where he's asked to be the man? You know, I think I think this is going to be something that we'll we'll know by like. The time the playoffs start, right? Like I, I'll give him a break. And, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give him a break until March. I'm just saying, if you're a GM and you offer him a hundred over three years, so not even a max, but you know, a massive contract, you you get yourself fired immediately if he's not the player that he. You know, he he looks fine though. I think I, he's I think. playing as a role player right now. He's, yeah, he's but playing I, I as a role player next to four. They could have signed Joel and, Embiid, and he would do that, though, right? Like, if they signed Embiid, Embiid would be shooting sixty plus percent at the rim because he'd be dealing with one guy the whole game. He's struggling right. to finish over Zubac and Javale. Come on, like that's I not. Don't, that's those are. I'm just saying he's still good because he's incredibly skilled, but it looks so much different if he has to be the boogie of old. Like it, he might be shooting forty percent total, which wow. from a big man. I mean, and but and I'm also saying this is he's he's shooting sixty percent at the rim. By the way, just want to put that out there. Terrible. Sixty percent. Less than less than Steph. You really want well, your Steph Curry is the less? best finisher in the league. <laughs> Steph, Steph is the best. All right, so Steph maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting. I'll give you guys that. And like I should I should say he's. He looks way better off of injury than I expected, but well, I still yeah. wonder if the money's coming. The I don't even think he's in that. shape yet, like basketball that, shape. Yeah, I mean, I think that point is fair. I think that is is who who is going to give him the money. I think even if he looks fine, like the NBA is kind of not built that way anymore. Yeah. Um. And, and and you said focal point, right? He can't be the number one player on a, on a great team. Um. So where's he going to go? Is he going to go to the Knicks <laughs> with Katie? Um. But the, what yeah, about you, Dallas <laughs> to play with Porzingis? Yeah, I mean that <laughs> two bigs with questionable mobility. With, off, they'll never play. Off terrible never play. injuries. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, San Antonio but, North, man. <laughs> I mean, you should go to San Antonio. Shit, that'd be that'd be a great place for him to play. Um, I would love to see Pop deal with his ups and downs. <laughs> I, I, think, I you, you know, know. I wonder though if that if that couldn't actually help him quite a bit. Right, I mean, it's not the first guy like that that Pop deal, dealt with, and I again, and, I most of it, and we should say with. most of Boogie's ups and downs are like him. It's it's somewhat Draymond-ish where he like sure, it's in competitive spirit of the game, right? More than like uh, correct, yep. Then a different type of temper tantrums, I guess. Like KDs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Boogie like Boogie is like Boogie gets down on himself, right? That's yeah. the number one thing, sort of like Dre, right? Like if he if he messes something up, he'll be down, and this is and why the, I think the, Dre and the ref, you know, like they well, both they both get kind of tough whistles because of the way that they argue with refs, but then they argue with refs because they get tough whistles. So it's yeah. kind of like it, it's one of those chicken or the egg that'll never end. Yeah, I think I think he's not he's pretty. I think in terms of off the court, we've heard absolutely nothing about Demarcus Cousins. He's great. Yeah, DeMarcus heard, Cousins is amazing off the court. Absolutely, we abs, There's absolutely been nothing he's done wrong off the court. Yeah, it's just kind of the on the court stuff. And who and, was well, the asshole that said he would be arrested within five years Clay because Travis. because Clay yeah Travis. because of uh, you know him getting mad on a basketball I, court? I thought man. about um, adding Clay um, 
on the the dunk that people on yeah. Kuzma is like d- committed first degree murder, and I was going to say Clay was right, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think it would have played. Like, people wouldn't have got the sarcasm, right? Enough, right, enough right. To make it worth it. Oh, it would have been worth it. Would have been a great tweet. It's just funny, man, how we make these determinations based on how guys react in the heat of the moment playing sports. Like, you know, I told this story on Twitter, and and unexpectedly, people were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you do that." Listen, man. If you never played basketball at a high level, then I, I I don't know if you can actually relate to what it feels like uh, when you're in the middle of it, right? Like you get mad at everybody if things don't go right. Uh, you you get fouled really That's hard. All competitive sports, by the way. Well, like, right. But I'm saying though. To it. But but I think though there is a certain there's a difference between like competing like. For real, and just playing like with your buddies, playing pickup or whatever. There, there is yeah, this a difference. Isn't, this isn't a game of horse in the uh, right. in the park. But I was playing. So <laughs> I was once playing pickup, but this is high level pickup. Okay, so like you know, you're playing. I was playing against guys that I, you know, I see them in AAU and things like that. And I'm playing on the same team as my best friend, man. And I punched him in the face. <laughs> and I now I'm not proud of it. I was like 13, right? Like you know. It was dumb, and we were, well, we were fine immediately after. But I punched him in the face because I felt like he wasn't playing defense hard enough in pickup. Like, You're I think a legend, I've been dude. a model citizen in my life. Oh, can, dude, you confer- I, can you confirm if you were wearing skinny jeans back then? Uh, there were no skinny jeans present. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, if you would, listen, if you could go back in time to like 1994. And tell me that the thing that people do right now, uh, when they're that age, are, are really put on the skinniest jeans they could possibly put on. I would, I would thought you were lying. Like, there's no way, man. Because like, we were just—I mean, we were trying to get the Jordan jeans, and yeah. and not just like I wanted Michael Jordan's jeans. Like, and and I was at the time, I don't know, five three maybe, and uh, you know, give me the guy, the the six foot six guys. Giant jeans. I do remember when I was in middle school, that was like the point of tension with my mom because I wanted like the baggiest jeans possible. And she wouldn't, she was just like, no. <laughs> and, and I was like, mom, I have to, otherwise I'll be made fun of or something like, you know, like that was, that's like that's great. peak, peak, like 13 year old drama. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, but yeah, it, it just, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't hold anything against these guys. Like, and first of all, it's also really, it's also really corny to root for guys to get technical fouls. That is the worst. Like, you know, arrest Draymond Twitter is every single time. Like, any other player does that and they, they get uh, booted. No, they don't. Ejections are super rare. Guys yell at the referees all the time. Now, the way Draymond does it, usually he's yelling at the ref, walking away from him. Did you guys, <laughs> see, did you guys see what the camera caught him on saying yesterday or the ref no, said to him? Oh, this is great. The ref, um, he was arguing with the ref, um, you know, one of the four to 500 times he did yesterday. And he, the ref is like, Draymond, I can make a reality show with the shit that comes out of your mouth. And it was caught on the ESPN camera. <laughs> and I was, I can't even remember which ref said it, but I was just dying laughing. <laughs> I think Draymond, uh, if I remember correctly, like kind of like smirked and like tried to hide it because he didn't want to like, it was just... I, was, he, I, I appreciate that because, like, I think we all agree the ref who takes himself too seriously is the most annoying person. Right. <laughs> hey, here's my thing about techs, right? Like, Boogie shouldn't have gotten a tech for the for sitting over Kuzma with the dunk. Okay, that's it's it is what it is. Like, just don't do that. He should have gotten a tech when he shoved Rondo for no reason, though. <laughs> right? Like that one. Yeah, he should have gotten a tech for that. And then KD when he threw the ball at Josh Hart deserved a tech. Josh Hart does not deserve a tech. That's it. Like this stuff is easy, man. Uh, yelling at the referee should be totally fine until you cross the line, and that line right. is like, should that referee be allowed to punch you in the face? Like, are you stomping at that referee? Okay, then that's a technical. Like, are people having to pull you back from the referee? Okay, that's an ejection. You know, but if you're like, that's a that's a bullshit call, and you're yelling it, no, man. Like, you should think every call's a bullshit call when it goes against you. Give well, me that guy. The the best the best part of all of this is that the worst of five all stars or, or well some of them yeah. are former all stars yeah. so literally all their players have had experience just yelling at refs because you don't see the scrubs in the NBA like, you don't see like Jalen Brown kind of right. you know talking talking to the refs all the time but but then you got the Warriors who have so many great players that 
you can imagine if you're a ref, literally yeah. every possession down, you've got KD or well, I don't would know, you rather have talks. the would you rather have the 2015 2016 Clippers that whine about every single thing that happens on the court? No, man, I'd rather have the guys get mad when when they feel they were wronged on a call, and I'm fine with it. Like as a this is just as a viewer, right? Like it doesn't affect the game. It's fine. It's not Dwayne Wade giving up a fast break dunk because he you know felt like he got stripped on a foul. Like, just everybody just needs to take a chill pill. I get it. They want to hate the Warriors because the Warriors are the best team we've ever seen. I understand that. But Tim Duncan complained about everything. Tim Duncan never committed a foul. I don't know if oh, you guys the, know this. The eyes, the um, <laughs> the glare. He 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 mastered the. Um, I can't believe you're gonna you're gonna call that ref stare. Yeah. And listen, man. I say this from experience. When I, when I start, first started coaching in in Germany, I had nine technicals in my first eight games. <laughs> including one where I grabbed the ball and I slammed it on the ground so hard it hit the rafter of the gym we were in. I was, I was Did you punch you, a ref, too? I was hoping Did you not bo- punch a ref. I was hoping you bobby-knighted it by throwing a chair across. <laughs> throwing a chair. No, I did, I did kick our bench over once. <laughs> and, well, now, listen, man. Like, it was over just like it was like a cur thing where it was like one lazy turnover. And you're like, I'm fed up. Ah. <laughs> It was so. Uh, this is like a European thing. Like you don't get rewarded to for driving to the basket, so you can get hacked, and they're just not gonna call it. They really, they're just not calling it. Like they, every single time, it's your fault. Well, you, that's what you get for driving to the rim. <laughs> so that would, that would drive me crazy. And uh, yeah, they they didn't like it when I would do their job for them and call travels. <laughs> I love that you said do do their jobs for them. Yeah. Now this well, that, is nothing that... compared to the time last season, my last year coaching, and this was high school. I got three technicals, which is illegal. In one game? Then, oh, you pulled the Draymond, game. the three tech game? Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> didn't Draymond pull one of those off the other I day? I got a tech. So the referee that was up near half court called an over the back foul. It wasn't his call to make, and it fouled out my best player, who averaged two fouls a game and was getting called for every ticky tack foul, like. The fix was in. This was legit. The fix was in. We were in some little podunk town, and the guy who was refing the game is from there. And uh, yeah, the, this the fix was in. My guy was averaging thirty a game. They fouled him out, uh, <laughs> and I on that. And I was like, you know, I, I said that was bullshit. The other ref gave me a tech, and I was like, hey, you're gonna have to give me the next one. You're gonna have to get me out of here because you just got me hot. Get me out of here. He gave me the next one. On the way out, I realized I had because I, I had to leave the gym. I forgot my jacket and it was cold outside, so I walked back, and he, and he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm getting my jacket." And then he was like, "All right, well, you need to get out of here." And I, you know, I gave him a few, few choice, <laughs> few words. choice words. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. And I, that, uh... that that guy was the sheriff of the town. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so uh, anyway, literally arrest arrest Raymond. Literally, Twitter would be an actual. Uh, an actual thing there. I think. I think my favorite uh, coaching story was the uh, was the coach that decided to just triple team Steph and hold him to I believe two points or something. Yeah. Uh, when he was at Davidson, and then Davidson ended up winning the game by like thirty. So, yeah. um, t- typical Steph. Um, completely okay with shooting zero times a game. So that sounds about right, Dave. We uh, <laughs> we went longer than expected. Um, Thanks for having you on, man. Thanks for ha- thanks for uh, thanks for having you on. Yeah, man. I, you know, you guys can come on my my Light Years podcast anytime you want. <laughs> Actually, this gets more interesting. Katie has now liked fourteen or fifteen tweets of everyone in Dieter's mentioned saying his article about Katie leaving is trash. <laughs> so I think he's, I think he's pivoting to try to change the narrative on this one. <laughs> All right, I, I'm now on Twitter. The guy so only to, has to respond to this. He only has 135 likes and they're all He hasn't liked anything since October 5th. And then in the last 2 hours we got quite a few likes. <laughs> yeah. Katie is a fucking icon, man. Is he? This guy. You know, he is pre-gaming for the Super Bowl. He just he's just the best part of all of this is you're not surprised that he did it. Like is this is any of this surprising? No, I mean, listen, I don't I don't want to kick a man while he's down, but hey, 
Respect to him for he's doing it from to, he's his trying to, account. He's trying to pivot to making this all about Dieter's article, which essentially, I mean, I read it right before he came on. I wasn't really going to yep. talk, but it, it was it was alluding to all the same stuff that we talked about, yeah. which is, um, I mean, it, it's a thing. Dieter it doesn't lie. I mean, it's he's not the first person who's mentioned this stuff either that there's just kind of like this weird cloud over the team, which is odd considering like they're not, there shouldn't really be any turmoil in terms of basketball, but there is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it went from him, uh, trolling Andy Mm -hmm. to now like trying to put out the image that he, you know, he's staying. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be somebody tweeted. It's amazing. If KD just says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to stay. You know, to spite. I actually thought he might. I thought he was going to stay. I really did. After all the stuff with Draymond, I was like, you know what? I think KD's going to stay. And now I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm, I'm prognosticating this doesn't matter. Like, I, I just want to see him play basketball, and then we'll figure it out this summer. Somewhere cool though, because I I need another good team in a cool place. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want LA to be good. Like, people are like, you just want the Lakers to suck. No, I like LA. I want to go there more. Go Clippers. Please be good. Yeah. <laughs> Please be good. Because I want to be in L.A. more. Go to Miami. Right? Like, how about, yeah, go to Miami. Please. Get me to Miami. Go somewhere <laughs> cool. This is like, like A.D. leaving New Orleans sucks because now I have no basketball reason to go to New Orleans. I just have to go, you know, for the weekend. Like, go somewhere nice. God, help me out. <laughs> I hate I hate that. You just don't want LA to be good. No. I want them to be better than the Warriors. I like LA more than San Francisco. I do not want LA to be good. And I will say the weather's it. better. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna have to cut you off there, Dave. Enough, <laughs> enough LA over us. That, that's none, none of that. None of that stuff. See, real real, real men real men like fog. <laughs> <laughs> and right. that is how this year's like this this year. I'm all over the place. But uh Dave, thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah, for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. All right. There you <laughs> go.